This sicha is a sicha, a siyum a mesechta erevin. It's also connected, with, of course, with the Pesach in this week's Parsha, which deals with Tchum Shabbos, which we learn out the concept of Tchum Shabbos, which is one of the halachas that we're going to be, the main halachas that we're going to be discussing in the sicha. Because it's a very, very long sicha with lots and lots and lots of details, we're going to try to summarize some of the main akudas and sort of the general flow of the sicha. So what the Rebbe is dealing with in this sicha is a Mishnah at the very, very end of Masech Erevin, where Reb Shimon says the following statement. He says, mm-hmm. The place where the Chachamim have allowed you to do something, it's what they gave you is that which is yours. Because all what they allowed to do, let you do, was something that was anyways only Osor Midder What's this referring to? What this is referring to is two different halachas and earlier Mishnahis in the Mesechta. The first one is dealing with halacha. The Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that if a person started off Shabbos outside the marker of the Tchum Shabbos, Tchum Shabbos we usually know is 2,000 Amois outside the city. Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion if you're 15 Amois past the marker, you could actually go inside. Why is that? He's explaining over here in this Mishnah. Because what the Chachamim are allowing you to go in, those 15 Amis really belong to you anyways. Why? Because when the marker was put there, there was some leeway put into the system. It wasn't put at the very edge of the 2,000 Amis. It was really put a little bit inwards. So therefore, you started off Shabbos outside, you could go in as long as you're within those 15 Amis within that marker. What's the second statement that he's saying? is dealing with another case. And that is, there's a machloikas that if in the Beis HaMikdash, the string on one of the instruments broke, one opinion says you're allowed to make a knot on Shabbos, Rav Shimon says you can only make a bow. And here he's giving his logic that the Chachamim only allow you to do something that's going to be related to an Isur Medir so they are the ones that they can allow you to do it, but not something that could be a Doi Raisa. The question, of course, is what's the connection between these two halachas? They seem to be Two very, very not related halachis. So without getting all into all the details, the back and forth, the Rebbe explains it in a very, very fascinating way. And what the Rebbe is saying is the following. That what we're dealing with over here is a case of quality versus quantity. How does this work? So what Rabbi Shimon is saying is, why am I telling you in the case of Tchum Shabbos? that you should rather go into the Tchum Shabbos and not stay outside. And the Rebbe learns Pshat that not only is allowing you to go in, but he's saying that it's the ideal thing, you should go back in if you can. It's within those 15 Amois. Says the Rebbe, because what Rabbi Shimon is saying is, if you stay outside the Tchum Shabbos, you're going to be missing out on Oynik Shabbos. You're going to be missing out on the Oynik Shabbos, which is a mitzvah. You're supposed to have Oynik Shabbos. You can't enjoy yourself properly when you're stuck outside the city. So that's on the one hand. Now this is going to be going on for the next 24 hours. On the other hand, crossing into that border, that questionable gray area of the border, that's only going to be one moment. So therefore, it's a question of quality. It's a stronger Isser going possibly over that border. But on the other hand, you have the quantity of the 24 hours of Shabbos. And Shimon says, rather go into the this questionable area. On this, Rabbi Shimon says, based on this logic, which one should have I told you is better to do? Make a knot or make a bow? Seemingly, I should have then told you to make a knot. Why? 
Because the knot, although it's a stricter isur, nevertheless, it's only going to be one moment. I'm going to make the knot and I don't have to redo it. Whereas if I make a bow, I might have to redo it many, many times. So seemingly I should have said over here, better make the knot. Like I told you over there, just cross the border. So Rabbi Shimon says, no, the only reason I allowed it to you over there is because it was within your space, you were allowed to go in. But over here, we can't compare it because it's a totally different kind of visa. One is doiraisa and one is midrabonon. When we're comparing quality and quantity, they both have to be in the same category. But since the knot is going to be an Isur Doiraisa, and the bow, the most will end up as an Isur Drabonon, that's why I'm not allowing it to you over here. Now, another thing that Rebbe deals with is, how is this connected to something earlier that says in this same Mishnah? And that is, that there's an argument going on, if a Sheretz, a dead Sheretz was found in the base of Mikdash, how do you take it out? One opinion is the Kayan grabs with one of his garments. He grabs the sherets and takes it out. Another opinion is, no, you have to go looking for a wooden tongues, which won't be makabel tumor, and that's the way you'll take it out. Says the Rebbe, it's exactly the same argument. Quality versus quantity. Do, am I worried that there's the, the sherets is going to be in the base of English? I want to get it out right away. Now, on the one hand, so here I'm worried about the timing. In other words, I just want to get it out right away. That's what my concern is. Should be less time in the base of Mikdash. On the other hand, there's a way of looking at it. No, but there's going to be more Isur right now. If I take it out with my garment, I'm going to be adding Tumah because that's the garment is also going to become Tummy now. Maybe I should rather keep it there longer and take it out with a wooden tongue as long as I'm not adding in the Tumah. So this is the general Nigla part of the Sikha, the way the Rebbe explains it. The Rebbe now goes into Pnimi Yisoyanyanim to explain it in another way, from which we're going to have another understanding of what's the benefit of going into that Tchum Shabbos, so to speak. In order to explain this, and also to connect, to connect the two different uh, dinim of the Tchum Shabbos and the, the Isur Drabonon, of the tying the knot, and so on. So in order to explain this, the Rebbe looks at something else. And the Rebbe looks at the idea, famous medrash that tells us that a certain heretic asked Rabbi Akiva, if Hashem keeps Shabbos, Hashem shouldn't be making grass grow on Shabbos and rain come on Shabbos and so on and so forth. And he told him, he answered that for the Abishta, the whole world is his private domain. And the question, of course, is how does that help? We're not only speaking about carrying on Shabbos, we're speaking about the idea of other malachi. So we must say that somehow carrying on Shabbos really encapsulates the whole idea of all the malachis of Shabbos. And if there's no issue of carrying on Shabbos, for what, as we'll soon explain, then automatically all the other malachis fall away as well. How does this apply by Hashem? What's the idea of Shabbos? Shabbos is to remind us the idea that Hashem is the one and only, that Hashem is the one that creates the world, that the only reality is Elikus and so on and so forth. That means even though the world seems to be a place where there is duality and a world where there is other in Yonim. But Shabbos reminds us the idea that the, that, that the only reality is only Elikus, is only Hashem. So in other words, when, when a person, Chas V'sholem does a malach on Shabbos, this is weakening that Amunah. Chas V'sholem bringing in more klipa into the world, more concealment in the world. This is what Rabbi Akiva was saying. Since from Hashem's perspective, of course it's not possible to be any sort of concealment, any sort of thing that takes away from the likus of the world. 
So the main malacha of Shabbos, going out from the Rishus Hayyachid, carrying from the private domain to the public domain, doesn't exist because the whole world is one private domain. It's all Hashem's domain. So therefore, automatically, any other negative things are also not shaykh on the Indian of Shabbos, because again, they all just branch out from the one main akuda that there's a Rishus Hayyachid, that Hashem is the one and only boss. So the Rebbe goes on to explain. We know that generally all the things in the world are, are, are in three categories, similar to the three domains of Shabbos. You have the inyonim of mitzvah, of kedusha, which is like the idea of a rishus hayachid, the area where we're involved in asay toiv and positivity, acting in a positive way. There is the inyon of the rishus harabim, the area of the many, which is the inyon of klipois. Here is the sur made staying away from the bad. And then there is the, the, the middle area, which is between the Rishus HaYochit and the Rishus HaRabim. These are places like a courtyard, which has a number of houses, or an alleyway, and so on and so forth. And here we are told that there's an idea of making an Eiriv, which is a mitzvah. It's a good idea to make an Eiriv, in these kind of Eiruvim. And the Rebbe says, what's the idea over here? In other words, we're trying to make from a place which possibly looks like outside the Rishus HaYochit, we want to make it a Rishus HaYochit for Hashem. And this is also the idea of the idea of an Eir of Tchumen. We're trying to make a place which is not only the place of the city, but trying to extend and make the city go further, the Rishus HaYachid of Hashem, to be able to go further. Says the Rebbe, here we could see the connection between the two points that Rabbi Shimon was speaking about. On the one hand, the idea of the Eir of Tchumen. On the other hand, these, all these other Shvusim, the Malachois, and the case of the tying of the knot of the kinor, which again all really come down to the one general malacha of Hitzah, which we said really embodies all of the malachis of Shabbos. From here, the Rebbe says, the truth of the matter is, there's a big difference between the idea of going out of the Tchum and the malacha of Shabbos. In fact, they're opposites of each other. The idea of an Easter malacha on Shabbos is not to bring in a klipa into Shabbos. You don't want to bring the negativity, the malacha, and all of that into Shabbos. When it comes to the idea of Tchum Shabbos, it seems to be the other way around. Maybe I'm trying to extend the place of Shabbos, the place of the city, to the outside. But of course, we're told we're not allowed to do that. And therefore, what the Rebbe is telling us is, once we understand the idea of Tchum Shabbos is, no, you can't just go outside the domain of Kedusha. So we'll now understand what Rabbi Shimon is saying is if there's a possibility to get back in, get back in right away. Because every moment you're staying outside of that, that's staying in the domain of Klippa. And the Rebbe now goes with a very, very powerful Eira to explain what this all means in Avoidus Hashem. The Rebbe says, of course, we know that the main idea of a Yid is his Nefesh kiss, And his Nefesh kiss, Kabayocha, like Hashem, is completely removed from the world. And the whole idea of getting involved in the world and work is a Tzimtzum, as a Yerid does a descent for him. And therefore, when the person is involved in all of these worldly things throughout the week, we have to always remember that in essence, the Yid is Shabbos. And he has to remember these two ideas, the Isra Malacha and going out of the Tchum Shabbos. What would this mean in Avodah Hashem? So the Isra Malacha of Shabbos means Shabbos is the place, the person's holiest places, the person's highest koiches and faculties, his seichel and so on. He always must remember that that needs to be completely designated for Hashem and he doesn't use his deepest koiches of his feelings and his and his seichel for anyonim of mundane things. He only involves his lower koiches there. So he doesn't bring in malacha, he doesn't bring the mundane things into his holiest place of his faculties. The idea of not going out to Tchum Shabbos is the idea that when you are involved in Shabbos, you're involved in Torah, Tefillah, Mitzvahs and so on, make sure that every part of you is there and don't allow your legs, don't allow your feet to walk out and to be involved in other things outside of the domain of Kedusha. 
And finally, the Rebbe finishes over the Eirav, that Sheretz that's found in the base of Migdosh, sometimes we find that it's a tumor, not even part of ourselves. We dealt, we were doing the right things, and sometimes there's some external forces that are trying to cause us a tumor. So the Rebbe says here, there's two ways of doing it. One way is, as the Mishnah says, you deal with your own garments, take it out, that means you get involved with it. But as the Rebbe says in Tanya, you deal with a dirty person, you get dirty yourself. So that could be a problem. And then there's another avoider that, as the Alter Rebbe puts it in Tanya, you don't deal with it right now. You may, may make special times to deal with it, but you don't want to get involved in the negativity. You don't want to get involved in things. You just ignore it completely because you don't want to add tumor. And therefore, you delay it for the meantime. Either way, the Rebbe says, definitely now we're holding ready close to be a Samashiach. And now it's definitely the schus and the chayva for each and every one of us to get rid of the Ruach HaTumam and the Oretz by spreading chassidus to the outside and to bring Mashiach immediately now.